Hi, and welcome to <laughs> Oh Deary Deary Me. I am your host, Catherine Deary. And I'm didn't think you'd hear that, <laughs> did you? I'm the real host. It's it's me, Caroline. I'm in here. I I've hijacked the podcast, yes. so to speak. We've got two-thirds of the Deary's, the Deary sisters on here. Um, it's me, Caroline Deary, in case you didn't know, which Deary is really behind <laughs> this operation. Um, this is Kat's <laughs> second time on the podcast. Welcome back, Kat. We're so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. I loved doing my podcast with you last time. So I was itching at the opportunity to come back. Yeah, I mean, here. it's definitely different this time. We're doing it over the phone. I don't like this. <laughs> Move to LA. It's simple, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're excited to be doing this, and um, we gotta get Jenna on in here. Yeah, we need to do a big old family podcast. That would really be an oh dearie dearie me moment. Jenna is our <laughs> oldest sister. Um, she's eleven years older than I am, and ten years older than Kat. So um, even though there's mm-hmm. an age gap, we're still all like super close. Um, we're super yeah. lucky because she was just the best big sister. Like growing up, she was a dream. Yeah, I mean, she still is, obviously, but like, uh, she just would always do our hair and our makeup. And it was, yeah, it was literally everything you could ask for in a sister. Like being, mm-hmm. I don't know, we were like six years old and like watching her go to prom and she knew all the cool songs yeah. and she was just always so cool. I know. I remember, like, growing up in class, like, third grade or something. It's like, who do you look up to? And it's like, Jenna. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Remember? I don't know if we're going to get in trouble for this one. We'll have to get her permission. But remember no. when she was on the phone and she was like, so-and-so gave so-and-so a BJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we go. And we're like, what's that? What's a BJ? <laughs> you just saw, like. You blowed your hair? We saw the look of terror <laughs> on her face. And I can't remember. But that's what big sisters are for, yeah. right? Like, we were old enough. No, we weren't. I feel. Okay, well, maybe we were a little young, but I feel like I handled it okay for my age. I don't think she told us what it was. Did she? No, I don't she think made she did, actually, now that you're talking about... I think she did a couple lies. Now that you're saying that, I'm like, uh, maybe when I did actually find out what a blowjob was, I was actually at the appropriate age. Censored. No, I mean, it was, we're literally call her daddy now. But, um, oops. No, but it was like, I think she just said that it was like a drink. Yeah. It was the name of a drink. Yeah. No, she tried to protect us. Yeah. Totally different note. Did I tell you about my Ralph stalker? My grocery store stalker? No. Okay. It's really not that dramatic. But basically, um, there was like this guy outside of the grocery store and he was um, trying to get money for a small business. And I was interested because he seemed really genuine. And so I'm like talking to him. I end up giving him some money. I don't usually carry cash on me, but like it was just, I was feeling the moment. I was feeling really charitable. And this other guy is watching our entire interaction. Okay. 
He follows me into the grocery store, but I don't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, I'm just being paranoid. Cam and I, like, split up to go do our grocery shopping. This guy's following me, doesn't pick up a single thing. I'm zigzagging. I notice him. I find Cam. I cling on to Cam. I'm like, this guy's He's following me, and at this point, all he has is one drink in his hand, and then we're like, oh, we forgot something on the other side of the grocery store, and I'm like, my heart is racing. I'm like, Cam, this guy is going to follow us to our car because we parked far away, and he's going to jump us and steal your car and all of our money, and so... I'm like, but I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> so we like cut our grocery shopping short, but then we have to go back to the other side of the grocery store. So I'm like, okay, like surely he's not going to follow us. No, he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he checks out the same time that we do. And like know. our adrenaline is pumping. Cam is like getting ready to fight. <laughs> and then we like call over security. Yeah. And it's just like this like six foot 125 pound guy in a in a white button up shirt and a tie who's like what's up what do you need I'm like oh thank god you're here but yeah nothing came of it but the lesson here is like it's better to be safe yeah I have to that reminds me of one of this funny stories for me um, it was like my senior year of high school or something. And I think I was either driving home from Madeline's house or cheer practice. I feel like it was, or like tumbling private class or something like that. It was late at night. And so I was by myself and I was, or maybe you were with me. Were you? I don't know. I was driving home and I noticed this car like behind us. And so when I pulled into, I don't know, I think you were with, no, I don't know. I can't, I pulled into our driveway. This is at our old house. Right. And so I pulled into the driveway and I see him like the car, like stopped across the street on the other end and it's like pulled off to the side. And I'm like, what the heck? Like this car followed me into the neighborhood and they just stopped like right across the street from our no. house on the sidewalk. Like Yes. And so I'm like in the car and I don't know what to do. And so I call mom and like, mom, a car followed me and they're right now, like they're here right now behind me. And so she like, I opened up the garage door and she was like going to come out. She's like, hold on. I'm going to call. Like, I was like, I'm going to like open the garage door and you just run in. And I was like, okay. So as I'm talking, I look out my driver window and there is a man standing there and I scream bloody murder. Like, "Ah!" and He's literally right, like, at my door in our driveway. I have no idea who this man is. Uh, Mom hangs up and calls 911. (laughs) And I'm, like, "Ah!" screaming at his face in the car. Locked the doors. And then he's just, like, ma'am, ma'am. I'm, like, what? And he goes, your brake light is out. Oh, my God. I think I was with you because I have a faint memory of this. And I was, like, what the heck? And then like he walks away and gets into his car. And I was just like, wait, that was <laughs> a lot of effort to tell me that my brake light was out. Like you freaked the crap out of me. Also, <laughs> mom's concerned. She's calling 911. We like he then gets in his car and drives off. We go inside. If you were with me, we go inside and mom's like, oh my gosh, whatever. Anyway, 
some time passes and then we hear a knock on the door and she's like, <laughs> call 911. And I'm like, mom, it's probably the police. And it was. <laughs> uh, call 911. So. There's a strange cop at my door. But no, I remember that. And the, I think the guy was like, what, what did he think? Like, why would he go out of his way that much? Did he think? Why would he approach? Why would he approach a car in their driveway in the nighttime? It was probably like nine o'clock or eight thirty. Did or he think you like were going to be like, oh, my hero? Thank you for telling me. No, I don't know, but it was the weirdest, like weirdest thing ever. I'm like, do not approach a young lady in her car, yes. in her driveway of her home in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. just don't okay, well, do guys, that. Hot tip. If you feel like you're being followed in your car, our, our six on the Enneagram mom told us never go home. <laughs> Always take turns I know. and like go to a different neighborhood and try and lose them. And just never go directly home because once they know where you live, it's over. Okay? Protect yourself. If you're at the grocery store, if you're at any store and you feel like you're being followed and you feel uncomfortable, don't, like, don't be embarrassed to call security. Because trust me, it was embarrassing. But the guy was like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, people ask to get walked out to their car all the time. Like. <laughs> and I was with yeah. my boyfriend so like it's okay to be extra cautious mom like once told us the story of this lady she knows who you know was on her guard or whatever and this like person approached her at the gas station at night and she was by herself and the woman was like stop like out loud puts her hand straight out never approach a woman at a yeah. gas station like that and I just always remember that and I'm like yeah like you gotta be on guard and just like I wish I well, could whenever say that. I lived in Hollywood stop. and I was walking alone at night, I would replay that in my head. I'd be like, stop. Never approach a woman that <laughs> I know I know. But right? I remember like this friend of mine, like this guy that I went to school with, um, spooked me and my other girlfriend walking on our way just class down Hollywood Boulevard and I was like never ever scare a woman on the street how dare you <laughs> he felt so bad yeah. but he probably learned his lesson <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah. safety first it's being a lady on these streets we're really getting off topic here but it reminds me of when we went to the car wash oh, wow. and this guy was checking you out <laughs> come through fart sound <laughs> I know, but no, my like my laugh, my leg. What? My heart, my hips, my body, my chest, my um, love, my lips. Just went. okay. <laughs> Enough ASMR. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're basically at this car wash, and this guy is like staring at Cat, and she's like, "What do you want? What?" And he's like this perfectly normal like UCF kid (laughs) this random like what this random frat boy and he like comes up to the car and he's like sorry like were you looking at me she goes no you were looking at me (laughs) and he goes okay like can I get your number and she goes no I have a boyfriend he goes and you don't need any more friends (laughs) 
And I think Kat just got <laughs> awkward at this point. So she goes, okay. And then she, Kat and I have the same number at this time besides the last digit. So she just starts rattling off the number and I'm sitting there and I know that there's something going to go wrong. Like she could have made up a different last digit, but instead she just gives him my phone number. I'm like, uh, I got yeah. Nervous. It's scary when you just like want a guy to go away, I'm and like, you're like, no. and then they are like, what? What is wrong with you? I'm like, can you not? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. What you don't need any more friends? <laughs> no, I really don't. And also, what? Why do you want to be my friend? You don't even know me. <laughs> You saw me at the car I just really appreciate the way you take care of your vehicle. All right. um, It's future Caroline, and we're going to pull back the fourth wall. We're going to break the fourth wall. We're going to pull back the curtain. There it is. Um, Basically, my sister's audio, um, (laughs) it's trash. And I think that I'm realizing, you know, I don't like doing remote interviews, and I'm really excited to do a lot more in-person things and I really appreciate you guys coming with me on this journey and like you know I maybe there's a lesson in this that like never never give up on your dreams question mark and or maybe you're learning from all my struggles um, maybe Caroline should start giving up <laughs> kidding no one's thinking that right guys right <laughs> cool Um, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be roadblocks and you never know what's right around the corner. And I'm just going to choose, I could be crazy, but I'm just going to choose to believe that there's something really great right around the corner and that all of the roadblocks that, and the hard work that I'm putting in, um, it's all just going to pay off one day. That's like the same. I, I assume if you follow me on this podcast, you follow me on TikTok and Instagram as well at Caro Deary. Um, but, but, you know, even with those platforms, first of all, Instagram, I don't know. It's just like a very artsy curated version of my life. It doesn't feel very personal, but TikTok is like where I put in a lot of effort because I'm making characters, which is like what I want to do. Um, you know, like comedy for the rest of my life. And even like just finding my zone on there has been tricky, but I, I finally feel like I'm kind of coming into my own and things are starting to pay off a little bit. A little bit, (laughs) you know. But it is what it is, guys. I mean, just let's, let's just push through. Let's have some toxic positivity, question mark. I don't know what toxic positivity or regular old good old fashion positivity is at this point, but... Whatever it is, whatever helps you cope, we're doing it. So we're going to push through and we're going to get there and we're going to stay hashtag grateful and remember that like the opportunities and the blessings that we have are, you know, in our lives and we recognize them, we're grateful and we're going to do the best that we can with what we have. Um, I just think it's crazy how like gratitude will shift your entire day and like if you just rattle off the things that you're grateful for and the in the ways that you've been blessed you're like okay perspective changed you know 
Um, speaking of privilege, I watched the uh, Operation Varsity Blues uh, college admission scandal documentary, and wow, it was really well done. I thought the actors were amazing for doing like a reenactment documentary, like documentary. Oh my gosh, someone said documentary, <laughs> and I have not been able to get that out of my head. Document Documentary documentary um yeah so that was crazy that that documentary (laughs) shoot um but it it really was and like I'm just surprised that the colleges aren't at more like they're not getting faulted with it like obviously the people that accepted these bribes were punished I think I don't know it wasn't very clear but they're not really getting the brunt of the public shame I think these were parents that were if you don't know what what happened, basically, this guy explains that colleges will let your kids in or they'll give you a second look if you go through the back door, which is donating a a lot of money, and then they'll take a second look at your kid. Because that's the way the world works. Hello? Like, the more money you have, the more opportunity you have. And it's sad But that's the evil game that's been set up in capitalist America. So, you know, it's not, there's not a lot of, it's just, I don't know. It, yeah. (laughs) I don't want to sound like an idiot and speak out of turn on something that I don't really understand. But the world, it, it works and and money can get you a lot of places. But these people, they're used to that. They're used to that sort of game. That's what they've played. And they have this manipulative guy coming in, Rick Singer, telling them that their kids have no shot through the front door. They don't even have a shot through the back door. So they have to take his special side door, which is bribing people within the college and cheating the system. So all these poor parents who obviously like love their kids so much and want the best for them, they send them to schools that they can bribe like Stanford or USC that had that Rick Singer had connections with and they cheat the SAT the ACT whatever and I just think it's sad that you know colleges it's not even about the education it's about the connections that you can make at that colleges at that colleges (laughs) cool education matters guys but it's about like the connections and the name and the prestige and that's what will propel you in further into this world. And, you know, I didn't go to a college that has the same prestige as a lot of other schools, like, you know, that were around me, like USC and UCLA. Um, but I have the same teachers, okay? Let that sink in. Some of my professors, a good chunk, would teach at my school, and then they would go to USC or UCLA and teach the same courses. So, you know, it's just funny. Like, I would get so in my head, I'd get so worked up about, like, not being as good as other people or my school name wasn't as good and blah, blah, blah. And I also worked my butt off in in high school. I got a 3.8 GPA, was in a lot of... AP classes and you know what it doesn't really matter at the end I mean it does like sadly but 
that's just know that it's a game and that we're kind of trapped in this game but your value does not is not determined by the the bumper sticker of you being an alumni to a certain place and your value is not defined by your job I think that's something that I need to harp on because we get so caught up in what do you do oh what are you doing next what's your next step what are you doing next and it's like take a breather y'all take a breather live in the moment and know that you are worthy of happiness and a great life and that it doesn't you know it doesn't matter what school you went to what title you have for your job oh my Because there are plenty of people who are successful. There are plenty of people who got into Ivy League schools that aren't happy. Okay? There's famous people that, you know, like Jim Carrey. He's the guy who's like, yeah, I've gotten every single one of my... I've accomplished every single one of my dreams. And I wish someone was there to tell you that that's not it. Like, that's not the key to happiness. At some level, though, you know, money can buy happiness because we all need security and comfortability. Um, yeah, I guess that's just like, just remember what's driving you. Because if it's the money and if it's the recognition and the notoriety that's driving you, at the end of the day, like, that's just not going to cut it. What kind of life is that? I'm already feeling so much better because I'm remembering why I do this podcast. I do it because I feel so connected to listeners when they talk to me and we share experiences, you know? that's It's why I do everything is to feel connected, you know? Even with comedy. I like to do comedy to make people think. I like to do comedy, obviously, to make people laugh, but I think almost at its core, it's just to connect, you know? It's just to feel like, oh my gosh, all these traumatic things that happened to me or that I experienced, you felt that too? Okay, we're going to get through this world together and we're going to do it and we're going to have fun and we're going to let go. So let go. Drink strawberry ice cream in Malibu, okay? Drink? (laughs) Sorry, eat. Can I just say, Olivia Rodrigo is so talented, it pains me. It's just like, what is she putting, what is she lacing these songs with? Her new song, Deja Vu, is so good. Can I also speak on that? Because obviously she's very young, and obviously she's an artist telling her story. But if I I feel like when I was younger, I had that idea of like, whoever you're with now, like, she's gonna get the best of you, that I trained, I trained you for this, and I'm missing out, and blah, 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 because you're doing all the same things, and it it just feels very bitter, and blah, blah, blah. You know, if he's doing the same things with you that he did with another girl, you know, like, the positive experiences, he's probably also doing the negative ones, too, you know? So don't lose that much sleep over it. But also know that like if he's, if you taught him 
your favorite TV show, if you taught him your favorite artist, if you taught him his new favorite drink, if you know, and he carries some of the the favorites and the places over throughout his life, then congratulations, you made an impact. And those are sweet things that you shared that he's probably going to share with someone else. And that's okay. You made an impact and you loved. And love does not have to have ownership over someone. You don't have to own someone or even be with them to love them. It's not conditional. You can wish someone well on their way and and know that, yeah, I taught him Billy Joel and he still loves Billy Joel. And how cool is that? And someone else is going to go to a Billy Joel concert with him and it's not going to be me. And I can still love Billy Joel and that's okay. But it takes a while to get to that place if that's okay. You know, I don't know, just deep thoughts from someone who's like been through it and feels like, oh no, like that's cool that you still love that artist that I showed you, you know? And I do have to say, this weekend, I was in Malibu and I had the privilege of enjoying strawberry ice cream and that is her influence. That is her influence and it was so good. Strawberry ice cream, give it a second look. All right, guys, this is me rounding out this Mod Podge podcast. I love you so much and love, oh dearie, dearie me.